podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Nina Casa Show. It is the end game of this Premier League season. Liverpool 5, Huddersfield Town nil. Amazing result, amazing performance and a great way to kind of put the pressure back on Manchester City. I'm going to apologise in advance if I sound a little, little nasal. I am I'm not well, but I have two incredible guests. They'll probably do most of the talking. So without further ado, let me introduce my panel to you. First up, I am joined by a regular on the Nina Casa show and overall contributor for Anfield Index. It is Sam Evans. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Nina. Really, really looking forward to chatting about that game. I know, can't wait. Lots of talking points, lots of good goals and lots of, you know, positivity. And joining Sam, I am delighted to be joined by previous guest on the Nina Casa show. He has done, he's on many, many podcasts, hosts of so many. I'm not even going to list them because we need to get on with this show. But it is Andy Wales. Andy, welcome back. Back again. You just can't get tart, slag, tart. It's that guy wrinkle. <laughs> I tell you what, that's not a bad start to the weekend, is it? It's not. It, uh, you know what? That is the best thing ever. Friday, you're done and dust. Watching other people like a voyeur to see how they fuck up. Come on, date, do something. Okay, guys. So without, uh, you know, I'm sure we've got some callers lined up as well. But um, I want to come to you quickly because, of course, we we all watched the man's just a derby in some kind of way, hoping that, you know, supporting an average team and expecting a miracle. And it didn't quite happen. Very important for Liverpool to do their business because I was actually very worried that maybe that affects us psychologically, but not the case at all. So I want to get your thoughts on how you feel after that win. And Andy, I'll stick with you first. Like you say, look, we've just got to do our business. Mm. Uh, We can't rely on anybody else to help us out. You know, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, you know, it, unfortunately, it's going to be an, an amazing season and we won't have the, that Premier League to, uh, trophy to show for it. But we can't think of it that way. We've no. just got to keep doing what we do. We've been fantastic. Just keep it going now till the end. Keep winning our games. And just it's more of the hope than the expectation now that Manchester City slip up because this is the thing. You've got two literally outstanding teams in the league and, and the league has never seen anything like this before. So it would be the most Liverpool thing ever to get 97 points and not actually win it. But it's you you have just got to enjoy what you can from it, just that we've got a a fantastic team playing great football and we're really going somewhere. This is not it it, this is does not feel like in thirteen fourteen where it was all or nothing. You know, if you know it if we didn't win it that season, that was that was, you know, that was it, we're gone. Mm. you do feel that there's more to this team, that this is, you know, it's not the like beginning of the end. It's This is just the end of the beginning, you know, it really is. We're just getting going here. So, yeah, I still feel optimistic, even if we, we do end up with disappointment not lifting trophies this season. I still feel optimistic that this is just the beginning. 
Goody Golden. And um, I'm, I'm pretty certain Klopp kind of said as much as well in, in the press um, press conference before the game as well. And what about yourself, Steve? I mean, how how do you feel after that? You know, the fact that your weekend is done, you've won your, you know, you've won your game. And, you know, now we've just got Barcelona midweek. <laughs> Sam right. even. I'm so sorry yeah. I called you, Steve. I'm Nina Kauser, the butcher oh, of names. God. I I saw you taking the piss there, but no, no, you were being serious. Yes, uh, Gag just put Steve and then put Lol, and I was like, shit! Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I, uh, well done, Nina. I nev- never change. Um, yeah, I'm I, sick, I, people. I'm usually flawless on my pod. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, no, Andy's absolutely spot on there, right? It's, it's been a strange, strange week on Twitter. You know, obviously, Man City comfortably beating Man U, and every... Well, not everyone, but there's a lot of Liverpool fans thrown in the towel at this point. Yeah. And I just find it absolutely bizarre. Uh, Andy, spot on. That's all we can do is win our games. That's all we can control. There's no point worrying about the rest of it, right? And there's a, there's a lot of people out there saying, if we get 97 points and don't win the league, then that's not good enough. Um, and none of this, we're second, and I'm happy with that bullshit. I'm like, no, no. If we come 97 points and we come second, no one's happy that we've come second. We're not celebrating coming second. We're just saying we've done absolutely incredibly this season uh-huh. and we've been bloody unlucky not to win it. So if that happens, no one's celebrating coming second, but we'll just say, look, we've done everything we possibly could have. So, and, and that's all we can say is what a team we have. But it's not over yet, guys. You know, it's, it's yeah. Andy's bang on there. That's all we do is win our games. So nice today to get a nice, easy win. It feels like a little while since we've had that. We've really had to grind it out recently. So I think before the Barcelona game, as you said, it's such a nice bit of timing that we've had such a comfortable win today. Yeah, it felt like a bit of a statement of intent as well. Like to City, like you've not rattled us and Barcelona, this is what we do. I liked it. Really good. I know I know the opposition wasn't exactly top quality, but you know what? You can only beat the team that's in front of you and, you know, a job well done. I think we might have some callers. I'm, I'm hoping, anyway. I'm going to try going to my first one. Harinda, Harinda, are you there? No. No, he's not here. I'm not taking your call. Go away. What are you trying to sell me? Well, Harinda, you're live. Please, I'm sure you've got some awesome points. I know Medicine. you're not again today. <laughs> Unlike your regular boots. <laughs> oh, what a day. 5-0. Mo Salah gets a record. And Mane nearly has the hat-trick of headers. So, with all these records being broken and everyone being up for it, is dare I say, is it on for the double? Is it on for the double? Come on, people. Put your, put your money where your mouth is. What does your heart say? Leave heads aside. No head answers, please. Is the double on? Of course it's on. Hell yes, it's on. Yeah. My, my um, heart says we're on for the quadruple. My head's, <laughs> my head's telling me, whoa, hang on a minute. You know what's going to happen if the footballing gods are... 
are seeing us as worthy and finally blessing us we win the double and of course our kids won the FA Cup so a shout out to them and Man City lose the FA Cup final and they only win a League Cup despite their amazing squad <laughs> sorry that's just that would be amazing well, I, would I it be a quadruple if you won the Super Cup ah yeah yes bang on yeah of course yeah there you go you see I told you the quadruple was on I just basically, I'm not looking that far ahead. I just need this domestic season to be done. I am exhausted, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask for the Klopp standard answer. I'm not looking at the next match. Oh, sorry, Barcelona. I didn't think about it. The thing is, now, with two, two weeks and two days, give or take, of the season left, I want them both more than ever. More than ever. Because you can see it, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can smell it. You name the sense or the emotion, it's all there. And for just once, you sit there and think, will fate please, please do us a bit of a favour here and put it in our laps? It's got to happen. It has to happen. And I'd like to know what the panel thinks can happen for us. If you could predict the best way of us winning the league and winning the Champions League, what would it be? How would it occur? Let your imaginations run wild on a Friday night where we have spanked the bejesus out of the bottom team in the league. Okay. Now, I, I could be a boring fucker like Roy Keane and say, how would we win both? And I could be Roy Keane and say, it's simple, you just win all your games. But you want us to be a little adventurous. So, Andy, I'll let you go first. I mean, some of the results, some of the scores, what, what are you predicting? How how could we do it? It's also worth noting as well, the 5-0 has been, I don't know if it'll come to goal difference, but, you know, the fact that it's kind of reduced it as well, that's a positive as well, a huge one. Yeah, that, I mean that's it. We, I think we're now within three of Man City's. So I think mm. we're on plus sixty-four. And they're, on, they're on plus sixty-seven. So th- there is that potential that it could play a role yet. And so obviously it's good to, to get close to them. Um, a guy will t- will um, verify this. We do the predictions, the Premier League predictions, as part of our head-to-head on the. the You're terrible game. at them, by the way. Yeah, I'm not so good at that one. <laughs> so you probably don't <laughs> want my predictions, but. You know what I, I I meant? I think it was on Twitter to uh, to Trev a couple of weeks ago, and I said, you know what? If we're winning this, it's going to be on the last day of the season because Liverpool have to do that to us, and it'll be kind of a la Manchester City in that twelve thirteen season where Aguero wins it for them in injury time. Brighton needing a point to survive or something, yeah. They somehow, yeah, somehow, they they only draw with Brighton, and we get an injury time winner against Wolves, and then we beat Ajax on penalties in in the final. If we win in the double, we're Liverpool. We we have to we have to do it the hard way, and we have to put our blood pressure through the roof on Costa doing it as well. So. I'll I'll go for that one because I said they've really put me through Oh, okay, so you're sensing tension in the league. And I think a lot of people are, because everybody's already like two games left now. And, you know, it is pretty much, I think Klopp said as well, um, Sam, 
that basically we've just got our focuses to win the games and let anything can happen on the last game of the season. You know what? So go on, predict your drama, and then I'll tell you mine. Yeah, exactly. We've seen over the years, the last game of the season, crazy shit can happen. And, you know, if, if Brighton are still in a relegation battle on the last day, you never know. So, you know, I was thinking of going for a last day drama, but because Andy's gone for that, I'm going to go for um, Burnley on the weekend. Peter Crouch off the bench, uh, scores the equaliser with a bicycle kick, uh, does the robot dance, dives into the crowd, and then Liverpool win their two remaining games. That's how we're winning the league. Uh, regards to the Champions League, it's got to be extra time. I don't care who it's against. Extra time in the final. Uh, Oxley chamberlain off the bench and scores a worldie to win it. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be drama till the end. I, I hope Burnley kind of ease some of, you know, some of that tension because I don't think I could physically handle the last game of the season being there as well. And, you know, going off Andy's prediction of us getting a last minute winner would just completely, I mean, I would, I'd be in heaven before, well, heaven. Like, I would be dead before we even see my team lift the trophy. So that would absolutely kill me. But crazy things have happened. With regards to Champions League, I've got... If I'm going to predict drama, I think, like, Messi's going to, like, miss an open goal or something. Like, something fucking, something will happen. VAR might play a big hand in it. You know, it might be the whole VAR experience again with Liverpool. But something controversial might happen with Barcelona that favours us. So those are my dramatic predictions for the double. Harinda, you, you asked the question, so go on. I'm sure your imagination has been running wild on this. I'm, oh, I'm sure you've asked you <laughs> Like bear shit in the woods, completely. <laughs> Burnley, yeah, Sean Dyche does a worldie. You know what? Absolutely plays a blinder and wins 1-0 against City. City then go to Leicester. Brendan makes sure his team shows lots of character. They win 2-1 with a second goal coming in the 91st minute. 91st can, minute. I, can I add something to your story there? And Maguire is the one that scores because of Walker and his tweets? Uh, I'd kind of half take that. I kind of no, 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 that's, that's perfect. Uh, uh, that's absolutely perfect. Uh, fuck off. Danny Ward off the bench in my dream, mate. <laughs> Just to add Did a little Maguire bit more. Maguire hit it from the halfway line. I just think Walker, <laughs> I, I think Maguire would be poetic justice. <laughs> yeah, and just to put it to Walker, he deserved it, the twat. And on the last day, Brighton survived with a nil-nil. <laughs> You're killing them everywhere. <laughs> oh, give a listen, let them die. Let, let them okay, so you, uh, did you ask Badgie the most unlikely scenario? No, no he's, he's, yeah, his pipe dream fantasy of how he wants it. Dream. Now, when it comes to the Champions League, when it comes to the Champions League, it's even better. Ajax lose to Tottenham. We play Tottenham in the final. I don't see Ajax in the final. I see Tottenham in the final. In the final, Harry Kane, crutches or no crutches, plays. Goes off at the 21st minute. 21st minute. They get rid of Harry Kane. Hyung Min Son goes off on the 46th minute. It's nil-nil at this point in time. Half is over. Second half, we annihilate them. Uh, when I say annihilate them, I mean we crucify them like 6 0. 
You know what? Goals coming in from everywhere. Raining goals. Even Alison Becker gets to take a penalty because it's 5-0 and it's the ninth, 90th minute. And for shits and giggles, Alison comes up and smacks one in past Larice, saying, take that, you shit bag. And it's over. Do you know what? I will have seen us win the league again. I will have seen us win the Champions League again. Life will be nice because we've done it. We hit pinnacles. We do the things that we never thought we would do. I wouldn't have thought that we'd be in the semi-final this time, this year, after what happened to us in the final last year. Because I remember saying to Gags, I don't know when we're going to do this again. And we can touch it and smell it to go and do it all over again, almost a season later. Actually, exactly a season later. I never thought that was going to happen. Brun just thought it was going to happen so much that we booked flights in like October. <laughs> so we got flights. He, he, we got no tickets. Uh, we got no accommodation. But we got fucking flights at least. He just, he just wanted to take you to Madrid. I'd worry about that. I'd worry about that, Gags. He just wanted to take you to Madrid. Nothing about the Champions League, mate. He just wanted to take you to Madrid. Mm. <laughs> now that I've served that seed, good night. That's all right. The CNN, the CNN legend is, I'm fine to go with the CNN legend. <laughs> It'll make you wear a sports jacket as well. <laughs> In tweed. Oh, that, that's how I would do it, guys. Do you know what? Dra- drama all the way for City where they just lose or draw. And for us, it's easy street. And everyone else just crumbles. Because how salty would that be? for years yeah it's very true well you know what Harina thank you so much for that I, I could definitely tell you've given this thought and I, I hope all your predictions come true because it gives me an easy life and every every Liverpool supporter an easy life right so thank fingers you. crossed it works out but thank you so much for calling no problems get well soon and thank you. see you Andrew in a few weeks yeah man yes bring uh, it right okay uh, so that was so that was Harida, Atika, one and only caller. You know what? I should be a bitch of Russian roulette and see all the sub- live subscribers and just randomly call one out and gags unmutes them and they have to talk to me. I should be that person, but I won't be. But I do have a question from one of our subscribers. It's Steve Pizza. Um, he's asking, what have I got to do around here to be called Sam by Nina? And, uh, but here's his serious question. And um, Sam, I'll come to you first on this one. Since... Um, Sturridge looked a little off the pace and um, does the panel think that Shaq did enough now um, uh, to be um, to be the go-to sub for um, Klopp when say you know he has to rest one of the front three because um, his movement was really good um, he had a uh, you know direct involvement in in the Mo Salah goal he sort of played the ball to Robbo he seemed to you know press play intelligent passes and um, and Sturridge, again, you know, you can't really diss him because he's not played an awful lot of games. I mean, he was in, he was always in the box, but just doesn't provide what maybe like a Roberto Firmino does. So I want to get your thoughts on that because I think it's a valid point. Sturridge yeah. just doesn't look like he, it's hard for him. I find that he actually really struggles to kind of make an impact in that front three. Yeah, he, he did struggle to get involved today. You know, he had a couple of nice touches, but you could see he was just so desperate. He, he's had to be so patient for the last, yeah. you know, four or five months where he's barely had a sniff. So you can imagine when you finally get your chance, 
it's hard to make the right decisions because that's all you want to do is score. And today he was just taking the wrong option time after time, trying to shoot from distance. You know, that is not a good sign. Uh, and then the complete opposite of that, you see Shakiri coming on and he was making the right, you know, taking the right options, played that lovely ball through to Robbo for his assist. Um, you know, he, he looked that little bit sharper, but personally, I, I prefer Shakiri mm. as part of the attacking midfield three, then the attacking part of the midfield rather than in the front three itself. So I, I don't, the answer is I'm not 100% sure on any of the options when we haven't got our front three in there. There's such a huge drop off. Okay. It, it, it is mind blowing. But personally, if you had to drop uh, Firmino out, I'd move either Salah, Mane, Middle, and Maybe, maybe even keep Barigi on the left. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Anyway, our our Lord Chief Commander Eddie Gibbs has chimed in as well, and he's wrote Shaq's pass to Robbo made Salah's second goal. He has wizardry in his feet, that Shaq lad. Andy, I'm going to come to you because it's been ages since we've seen Shakiri play, and every time he's been subbed on, it's been for like the last three minutes, and it was good to see him kind of get out and play a little football as well, and you know, come out, come out and enjoy his game because I. I think he's had a very good season and for some parts for like a majority of the season we were kind of hailing him as the bargain of the season you, you know considering you know just how well he settled in yeah the first half of the season he was excellent uh. his, his form dipped and we haven't seen him a lot since then so it was nice to see him get a positive contribution mm. I, I'm, I'm guessing I mean, obviously, I don't know this, but with Firmino out, I'm guessing they just wanted to keep that dynamic of Mane and Salah in, in the Salah in the wide positions. Hence, why we started with Sturridge. I mean, at this point, you'd probably expect maybe Origi to even get the run there, but maybe it's just purely that on based on the opponents, what we were coming up against, what they were expecting. Uh, maybe they expect. Uh, I'm, obviously, we just maybe it was a confidence booster for storage as well. Like, yeah. come on, it's Huddersfield, you know. Come on. Yeah, he, he did look rusty, and some of his decision making was not good. And look, it's we love him. He's he's done some amazing things. We know he's a fantastic footballer. Yes. Sadly, you know the injuries and everything else has taken his toll, and it's a real shame because he's he's had some great moments. Yeah, and for you know eighteen months he, to two years, he he really was the go-to guy for us yeah, so many times. Uh, and it is a shame, but I think it's been clear for some time now that he, he knows he's going and he's not been quite the same. But the fact that he's not playing very often means he can't have any rhythm going. and he's So we're not going to get the best of him. But it, it is difficult to, to keep rotating that squad round completely. You know, it is such a difficult thing to do. And Klopp does like to keep tight, uh, quite a tight squad. That's something we've known about Klopp for a long time. He did the same at Dortmund. He doesn't like to have a huge squad and rotate a lot, even though he has started to rotate more. So it's... Subbing a lot earlier as well, you know. He's making changes quicker. He has adapted a lot. He has. He's he's adapted in a lot of ways. Everything, shape, tactics, you know, he's really started to evolve a lot. You know, he's come on a hell of a lot 
you know, and and he probably isn't given enough credit for that in terms of you know because it's all seen for for all the hugs, the smiles, the laughs, the big you know pumping the fists. You know, he's he's seen for his emotions, but I think he's he's developed a lot over the years. And and yeah, there are still some flaws in there, and there are lots of things through the season that we disagree with that he's done. But overall, he's done a fantastic job for us. You know, he's we've, we've we're on this incredible journey with him, as we said it always would be. You know, whether successful or not, it'd be an incredible incredible journey and and some of the players are, are a part of that now and it is a shame like like you said look with storage it's a shame the way things have gone and, and maybe they just looked at Huddersfield and thought that it, it suited it may be more suited to um to storage's skill set and and the way that he was going to link up with the other players and the midfield moving into him as to what they thought Huddersfield were going to bring because they actually ended up being a little bit more open than than perhaps we 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 suspected, we hoped that they would have a bit of a go, but perhaps didn't really suspect they would go quite so much and be so open. So it, it, it is a tough one. It, it it wasn't a great night for him, but it's difficult if they want to keep that dynamic of getting keeping Mane on one side, Salah on the other, because it's working so well. It's who do you play in that central role? Uh, and that's the thing. And we we don't have a lot of other viable options at the moment. And Let's face it, look, you know, we made a few changes. We could really have got away with making two or three more and still being able to beat that Huddersfield team because they're already relegated for a good reason. So not everything's been perfect tonight, but bloody hell, it's been pretty damn near though, hasn't it? Absolutely. Um, I, I have to agree with you in that. Um, I'd definitely like to see a bit more of um, Shaq, certainly, you know, with the you know, with the season coming to an end and, you know, it'd just be nice to, for him because I thought he had actually had quite a positive um, impact. I felt like, you know, he was doing a lot of um, the sort of intelligent passing and his movement was good and he seemed to have an understanding with the attackers and, you know, he just showed up and I think that, you know, that's all that you can ask for from a player. Um, I think we have another caller, so hopefully he's joining us. Um, it is Niash, hang on. Our next, our next caller is Niash Dak. You there? <laughs> he dropped off. Here he is, he's back. Have to unmute my friend. And he's dropped off again. <laughs> this is crazy. This could stay in. You have to unmute my friend. You've done the wrong button. You've done stopped here listening. Oh, you won't hear me. <laughs> right, let me give him a different role so he can just speak direct. Try again. There Hello. you go, mate. There you go. Hi, Nina. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad. It's a pleasure. I'm glad somebody likes calling into my show. Everyone else sees it as a thankless task. Well, you know what, Niash? Come on, talk to me. It's it's a Friday night here. Liverpool have won. They're on top of the league. Pressure back on Burnley. How do you... I mean, pressure back on Manchester City. Burnley should hopefully do something. Talk to me. How do you feel? Give me your thoughts about the game results. And any question? I mean, have you got a question for the panel? Brilliant. Like, um, I'm so glad that the performance that we've had after, mm. like perceived uh, the downfall from the result of 
of Manchester, but I I had the the, the, the same opinion that Klopp had that these guys, these lots are not going to do us any favor, and I'm expecting Burnley to be the ones that do us a favor. So I'm not too crushed. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, the, the, those lots are not any good. So moving right along. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, mate. <laughs> Ask your question. Yeah. So my question is going to be on the downside, right? So okay. I've, 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 I've seen a lot, of, um, a lot of people going on about the whole mindset coming through from, from this particular season. Like, how do you guys reckon, like, um, the performance from if, if we don't win the Premier League this season, how do you reckon it's going to affect the mindset of the squad. Oh, it's a very good question. We normally do talk about a lot of mentality and the mindset, certainly when Tadeva's on. And you know what? I'm going to come to Sam first on this. Sam, mindset, how do you think it affects the players? Because I'd be very interested because we are talking about this team that is growing from strength to strength. We seem to be on an upward trajectory. Liverpool lost the Champions League final last season and they're in the semi-final again. I know the league is much longer and you need much more endurance, but do, do you think that, you know, they will take a lot of, lear- you know, there'll be a lot of like a learning curve in this, you know, if, if they finish runners up this time round and take all those experiences and, you know, apply it in a more positive sense next season? Yeah, I I just don't think we can take any negatives out of it, whatever mm. happens now. Uh, we've gone... So far, the points total is exceptional. You know, if we get to 97 and we lose the league by one point, the, the players are not going to be losing confidence because they, they, they know they're a great side to get that kind of tally. They, they know they're an incredibly consistent side and they'll know they've been very unlucky not to win it. So, uh, you know, if we dropped off and lost a few games at the end, then maybe we might have had a bit of a downer. But... You know, I can only see us going into... Say, no, we do end up coming second with 97 points and get to the Champions League final. I still think we'll be skipping into that Champions League final with loads and loads of confidence. You know, not only because we've been brilliant in the league this season, but also because we've got the experience of last season in the Champions League as well. So, personally, I think it obviously will be disappointing, but I think that it's not going to affect the confidence of this team. And I think it's only going to increase the confidence of this team for next season. For sure. And Andy, here we are. We've got a team, there's a player that is in contention for player of the season. You've got two players fighting it for the golden boot. Alisson may well win the Golden Gloves. Liverpool might hit the highest points tally ever. And I was watching this Huddersfield game and, you know, Gary Neville and Martin Tyler kept wanting to make the point that Mo Salah might be off to Real Madrid because, you know, Real Madrid are really after him. But I'm sat there thinking, why would he want to go to them? And to me, that is like, I've never had that feeling before because when a player, when Real Madrid or Barcelona want one of your players, the chances are they get them. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, whether we like it or not, it's just the reality of, of football. Barcelona, Real Madrid, the biggest names in football. But 
we, I don't know, it, it, it does feel a little bit different. It really does, that we're, we're on the verge of something. Um, I, I don't think, personally, personally, I don't think there's there's particularly anything in those rumours. I, I, I really don't think there's anything in them. I think they're looking elsewhere. I think my point was more to the fact that, um, you know, I think these players know that there's something here, especially at Liverpool. You know, like, next season will be better. Yeah, and I think even the likes of, perhaps even you could look at the Phil Coutinho thing as, you know, you think, oh, I'm moving on, you know, to Barcelona. And Mm -hmm. the grass isn't always greener. You know, that you can see what's happening at Madrid is that that's going to take some rebuilding. At Barcelona, that's not far from the end of its cycle. Mm -hmm. So what you can see at Liverpool is the beginning of something. So... At their age, and this is a big thing as well, is that their age that they're at, they're only mid twenties, and they still have they still have enough time on their side to say, you know what? Well, I'll give it another year, and then we'll see. So you can never look, you can never say never or anything like that. But we are in a position that we've not been in for you know, decades in a real position of strength to say, you know what? You'd be better off being here than anywhere else. And it's a long, long time since we've been able to say that about anybody. But uh, just in terms of that question, I've got no, I'm in agreement with Sam, I've got no concerns next Mm -hmm. season. If we don't win the league and if we don't win the Champions League, I've got no concerns that that it'll crush the players and that'll be us done. I really don't think so. Um, This is different. This is a different team. You you saw 13-14, that the game against Chelsea, it, that really took the wind out of the sails of that team. This team, like you said, the Champions League final last last season, that would have crushed some teams. That would uh. have crushed our team in 13-14. It didn't crush this team. How many times this season have they started games poorly and they've come back into it? How many times mm-hmm. have we been chasing an equaliser or chasing a winning goal and we've been scoring goals in the last moments of games? This team is is mentally very strong. They really are moulding, and they're coming together. And and you can and the up and the upwards Klopp, everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it is going in the right way. And and I think you remember when Klopp came in, I talked about you know t- changing doubters into believers. And it's yeah. not just the fans. I think it's the players. That's the big thing for mm-hmm. me. Is the players are believers, and that's why I think even if we don't win the trophies this season. We will, we will just. It will only spur us on even more so to to turn it around next season and win them. Absolutely, and Yash, you've you've heard what the lads have said there, and I want to get your thoughts on that because I'd like to hear your input. I mean, do you agree with the lads? No, no, definitely. I I agree with the lads. Like I I think Klopp has done a brilliant thing with regards to the mentality that that that, that we have as a squad, like. I believe in them. Like, if I'm, if we are down, and we need to chase opposition, I believe we can do something. As opposed to prior years when, like, Pata, and then you'd be like, "Oh gosh, I don't know what's going to happen." So yeah, so I I, I agree with the lads that uh, next next season, like next couple of seasons will be out there for the fight and would be there trying to 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 win something and okay just a follow up question uh, based on so, some of the things that pundits and 
opposition fans have been saying is, okay, say, for example, we, we fail to win Premier League or the Champions League and next season, do you think that Klopp will be under pressure to win something, whether it's the League Cup or the FA Cup? Interesting question. Very good question. And um, Sam, I'll come to you because, uh, again, football is a result-based business and trophies are what you're pretty much, um, I don't know, evaluated on. This is what people judge you on. Um, You know, let's look at Jurgen Klopp and his tenure at Liverpool. First half a season, two finals. Second season, first full season, he gets you back into Champions League football. Third season, he makes it to a Champions League final. This season, here we are, two games to go, and we are fighting for a league. We have a brilliant assembled squad, a team. And, you know, even the bench is looking strong now as well. We have some really a Champions League semi-final. We could potentially do a double. Do you think there's going to be massive pressure on uh, next no. season? Um, I don't think he could have done much better. You know, if you look at the position we were in when Klopp came to the club, we were on our asses. We were in a terrible position. Our squad was very weak. Uh, you know, we, we, we were nowhere. And Klopp's come in, right? And even though he hasn't won a trophy, he's put us back on the map. And he's had, he's had the Europa League final where we were 45 minutes away from winning. And we, we absolutely shot the bed in the second half. Fair enough. But, you know, we were 45 minutes away from winning. You can't get much closer than that. We had the... Um, was a Capital One Cup at the time. It keeps changing mm-hmm. the sponsor. Um, with Man City beat us on penalties. Um, you know, you can't get much closer than that. We had the bloody Champions League final last season where our goalkeeper got concussed and Real Madrid have a guy come off the ben- bench and score one of the greatest goals of all time. You know, how you would that- say that you're Welsh. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I was not celebrating that goal, Nina, I'll tell you that. I, I was this close to unfriending you on Facebook, I was like, uh, I'm done. I, it wasn't my fault. Um, just I, blaming I, Wales as a nation. Yeah, just blame <laughs> the nation. Well, that's the first thing a Welsh football has done well in a long, long time, Nina, right? But uh, it wasn't something I could celebrate, unfortunately. I was actually in the Coyote Ugly in Liverpool watching the Champions League final. And uh, yeah, it was it was a depressing day. But my, my point is, right, Klopp's done exceptionally well and we're so, so close to getting over the line. We just need that last bit of luck um, or just that, you know, that, that little bit of experience which we're now starting to gather where when it comes to the absolute crunch in these finals and when it, when it really, really matters, I've now got full faith in this squad that that they've got the confidence and the composure to uh-huh. actually perform under pressure in these massive games and actually bring that trophy. But, you know, if it doesn't happen again, it's not for the one to trying. And there's no one out there, in my opinion, that could do a better job than what Klopp mm-hmm. is doing right now. So for me, we're desperate for a trophy. Yeah, totally agree. But... I don't think we, you know, it would put Klopp under any pressure if it doesn't happen again this season. Yeah, and just to confirm, it was a great goal, but you know, it hurts still. And Andy, I'm going to come to you because I think Sam's just made a real sound point there right at the end. Uh, who is better? You know, like he's under pressure from who, from what, from where? 
Yeah, I don't think anyone could have done the job that he has done with us. It just everything was was just aligned. Yeah. The stars were aligned. We were the right club for him at the right time. Everything, and I don't <laughs> think anybody could have done the same job that Klopp's done. I, what I would say is, I think yes, he will be under pressure to win a trophy. But I, I don't think, think he probably put that pressure on himself as well. I'm sure he's yeah. got a little itch as well, like with all the that 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 about all the finals he's lost and things. Yeah, I think it's it's a pressure. It's a, in a good way. It's it's mm. because of the progress that we've made. The expectations are raising, uh, and the and and the expectations are coming now to a point where you you've got to start winning trophies, uh, and that's it's just it's a fact of life. It's a a fact of the the elite level sport that that, we're, that he's operating in. So I think the pressures the pressure will be there, but. I certainly don't think his job's going to be on the line from it. You know, if if we're almost doing it nearly and we keep doing it, you know, you're talking sort of three, four, five years down the road, then then maybe things would change. But even in a couple of years' time, if we're still challenging like we are now, but not quite getting there, I don't see his job being on the line. Just I I don't know. I just I just don't see it. But the pressure will certainly be there. I think the expectation will be. To get a trophy at some point over the over the next the next year to two years, the the expectation will be that there should be something new in the trophy cabinet. Yeah, mm, true, true, true. Yeah, and yes, um, I'll I'll let you have the final say on that because it feels like every time we have a really good season, he's given more in the transfer window to spend. So if you, I mean, I'm hoping we win the league, but if he doesn't win the league, um, I'm sure like the, you know the owners will say, okay, well you can have a little bit more to buy the kind of players that you want. Um, you know, to bring you ever, you know, just that, you know, within that touching distance to get you over the finish line. I, you know, I think there'll be even stronger investment. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I, I for one hope that um, he does get the finances to strengthen the team. And um, if we don't win anything this season, it, it would remind me of his record when the time that he was at Mines, and he just. M- marginally missed the promotion to go into the Bundesliga. Yeah, so it's it's one of those where you're like, you know, I for one would not want any other manager for Liverpool outside of Klopp because I don't think there's anyone out there that fits Liverpool as much as he does. Mm. And whether he wins this season's next season, I'm enjoying the ride. I, I I'm one of those fans that that enjoy the ride more than the destination. Like I, I think certain people just put the destination that this manager won this and they want that. But how was the journey towards winning yeah. those or getting there? For me, th- the journey means more than the destination. Yeah. Not perfectly put. Well, Nyashtag, thank you so much. No, thank you very much, Nina. It was a pleasure being here and being able to air my opinions no it's awesome and you made some great points and you know what enjoy the rest of your weekend because the reds just made it sweeter definitely they did up the reds up the reds thank you so much okay so we've had a really happy 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 caller there now i'm gonna go to misery guts well it might be misery guts gags um i i feel a rant incoming i think we need to get back to the game you know, yes, you do. Really yeah, it's, I think everyone's just like, yeah, we just beat them. You know, Absolutely. yeah, go on. You know. um, 
Yeah, I just, I had a bit of ranting about Neville, you know, just pissing me off. I think he does, I think he's fine, apart from on Liverpool games. Today was another one where I personally thought he he was just going a little bit overboard on the, uh, on how poor Liverpool were and how shit it was all looking and, you know. And it was after our first goal, right? We scored really easy and then there seemed to be just maybe like 10 minutes of Huddersfield in our half, basically. And that's yeah. where he was going on, and, right? Yeah, I just think we took the foot... You know when... Okay, let's set the scene, okay? You're this you're this Premier League team, you've gone 88 points, you're second, you're going into a big game at home on a Friday night, you've got Barcelona coming up on a Tuesday, you want to manage the game, you don't want to overexert, you want to hope you get Is a goal Is it Tuesday early. or Wednesday? It's Tuesday, I think. And Wednesday, and oh no, no, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Wednesday yes. Night, yeah. Wednesday, and then Tuesday on the way back. So either way, you still don't want to overexit. You still want to yes. have something in the tank. There, these players have been overutilized all season. You know, it it makes no sense to want these guys to go 60, 70 minutes looking for that one goal, first goal. We've been scoring late. Would you would you really want them after they score in the first minute to go fucking nuts and keep going crazy and keep pressing and I, I think there they could be something in this where they've been told, if you score early, just step off the gas a little. Just manage, try and manage. Yes, they didn't manage it that well, and they were giving away territory, but did they actually give anything away? Yeah, nothing concerned this me. Is the lowest, yeah. This is the lowest yeah. XG against us yeah. in the entire season. I think 0.16 or something stupid. Really shit. So, from my point of view, there was nothing there that they were doing that was really bad, or that was going to concern is but the way it was portrayed to the viewer on on television was an utter disgrace in my opinion it came across as if we were under we were under threat we were hanging on in the game they were the best team there was at one point uh, a quote where liverpool are tuning up but huddersfield are the better team and, and that's the reality no 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 gary neville the reality is that you're talking out of your fucking ass that is the reality of the situation. The, us, of us taking the foot off the pedal and letting them come into our half is that, was actually playing into our hands to break yeah. and counter on them. That's our game. That is our game to get Huddersfield to just fall into our game. I'm sorry. It's fine. It was fine. It was just overblown, narrative-driven bollocks on on television for those people that watch the game and then just think afterwards, oh. It was lucky Liverpool were lucky, you know, because they, they, they follow the story that they're being told most of the time. A lot and of people do. They, they I, believe exactly what the commentators tell them. I would hope now, after those that are listening to pro, AI pro at least, will be making their own opinions when they watch the game rather than following what these commentators say. Cause let's be honest, it's not a very high standard on them. Gats. So. W- mm. would, would you say though, it is fair to, to say that after we'd scored that, yeah, we do like to, invite teams onto us to hit them on the break and pick all the, the space that they leave open. And Huddersfield were quite open. But for probably, say, 10, 15 minutes, we we didn't have the level of control that we would like to have had, as though we were a little bit sloppy at times. That yeah, yeah. They, they I never said anything. great chances. I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think they, they certainly didn't anything create anything great. not having control. I, no. I, I, what, what I didn't appreciate was making it sound as if Liverpool were the second best team in every single department when the other team was still doing nothing. And it's yeah. also worth noting as well, Huddersfield have scored 
a grand total of maybe like three goals all season. Like they have like the worst. Um, I made that start up, by the way. I would never That's make it under pressure. Yeah, they can't fucking score. I'm not being funny. Even, even when they were applying pressure, I was not nervous or worried. That's where the narrative-driven stuff comes in. Though. That's where the bias comes in. They were so desperate to make the viewer at home believe that there was something wrong or believe that something was going to happen that you just sit there going, are you for real? And then the second goes in and the third goes in. You're going... It was never well, on the cards. Well, well uh, do you know what? This is actually a good discussion point. Gags, when they were having a lot more of the ball in our half, were you worried that we were going to concede? Because I'm going to be honest, I wasn't. No, there was not one moment where I thought, yeah. this is, we, we are going to concede that. I thought, yeah, it'd be nice if someone put their foot on the ball. But you know what? That's happened in many, many yeah. games this season where it goes a little bit haywire. And just because it's not a Chelsea or someone else, it has happened. There's been times against Cardiff where I thought we were looking crazy. It was a bit haywire down the right hand side. It was more scary against did, Fulham. But what did they create? What did what did Cardiff create? Again, it was very similar to what happened here. You have to think a little bit more than oh, they attacked down the right and the cross went past everybody and nobody was there or it was an overhit cross. There was nothing. Nothing happened. So yeah, it, it was, just, in them opening exchanges, them them opening the opening stages. There was what a half chance where where he shot near post into the side netting, and that was probably as about as good as it got until that yeah. that there was that up. Uh, Lovren um, slice in the second half. Yeah, when it ricocheted and went yeah. past their player, that that was the closest I felt to being concerned that they were actually going to score, and that was us creating. But because they've only scored three goals all season. Yeah, yeah, I, I was not. <laughs> I was certainly not concerned, and. But if you yeah, listen to the commentary, they made it sound yeah. as if this was like the title race yeah. on the line. Yeah, and Liverpool are shit. I'm sorry, but they, I lost a lot of. Uh, well, I've got no respect now anyway for him. I just, I just don't. I do. I don't rate. I can't believe that they would have them two on a Liverpool game again. It just, it makes it. Uh, basically, let's put it this way: you know, when I collect the pressing stats, I make sure I don't download a Sky copy of the game. I go and get NBC or someone else because at the end of the day, I am not putting myself through in slow motion that bullshit from those <laughs> twats again. Okay, so I'm, I've heard I'm, you... Yeah. Go on, um, uh, Andy, I'll let you finish. I was just going to say, I think it's fair to say that uh, Huddersfield had a, a good 10 to 15 minutes yeah. where we yeah. weren't really... We weren't controlling the game where we should have done we because we, we got that unexpected 15-second lead. Uh, and we weren't fully on it, and they were they were pressing us a bit, and they had a good little period, but that was about it. Other than they weren't really threatening us, they didn't put us to the sword. It wasn't like in Porto where they were, you know, really getting about us. They they just they had a good little spell, and that was about it. That that mm-hmm. really was about the the sum of their performance. So yeah, yeah. I'd certainly with with Gags, I totally I totally agree that. You heard in about halfway through the second half, Gary Neville saying something about Huddersfield have played well here. And I'm thinking, really? Other than about 10 minutes, all I've seen is a team that I can totally understand why they're already relegated on a really, you know, one of the most points totals in history. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And for me as well, um, Sam, um, please, um, I'll, I'll let you speak in a second uh for me i think they're just trying to paint a narrative of little gonna bottle it like they did against crystal palace 
You know, like the three three. I think they try building up an old narrative, like, oh, well, this is Liverpool. They'll throw it away now. And I think that, I think that's the agenda behind it all, trying to make it sound more juicy and more interesting, trying to pre- um, create this illusion of um, Liverpool with their backs up against the wall. Sam, your thoughts on all of all of this? Yeah, I, I think Gags is spot on. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. I didn't notice how many times they brought up the st- statistics of the territory in the last 10 minutes um and it was more in our quarter of the pitch. yes and I, and I was looking at it going guys it's not rugby it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it made absolutely no sense they weren't you know what they should have said is Liverpool have scored nice and early they've got complete control and they're just you know taking their foot off the gas a little bit they've got Barcelona to think about and they're just seeing their way through the game. As you said, there was no chances for Huddersfield when we were 1-0 up. It was really comfortable. We were sloppy. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. We were sloppy on occasion. But they should have just said that. You know, we maybe were pulling our foot off the gas a bit. And, you know, maybe didn't give 100% for that short period because we were very, very comfortable. That's all they needed to say. So it was just... It is annoying and, you know, we, we have got a bit of a history of Martin Tyler seeming to love Man U. And, you know, if you chuck in Gary Neville as well, then we're, we're not really going to get much love, are we? So, um, yeah, it was a bit frustrating. But, uh, you know, we, we saw the evidence and that, that's all that matters, really. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm with Gags as well. I thought the common taking today was um, pretty shocking and horrific. And even with the whole Marcela stuff as well, like, oh, he's linked to Real Madrid, saying it. I was just like, what are you on? Can we, uh, can we chat about the goals, guys? Of course we are. Right, thank you so much for that, Gags. Thank you for that rant. I'm glad you got that. Many little supporters feel the same way as well. Um, let's talk about it, because I'll kid you not, I've not even settled down to the game, and, uh, you know, Nabi Keita, you know... I think it's like 30 seconds. It, it was like 15 seconds that they, they officially clocked it in at the end. So, wow. Unbelievable. Do you want me to chat about that? Yeah, and I think it came from, was it Sadio Mane's pressing? No, it was his own. Was it his own pressing? <laughs> Incredible. Even even more worthy of the goal then. Yeah, well, he kind of did a bit of a bit of a dummy. Obviously, Gags is the... Uh, professional when it comes to analysing pressing but um, the I don't know which Huddersfield player it was received it with his back to the Liverpool team yeah, and, he kind of and, and then Keita just sprung from quite a distance he was about 20 yards away and just sprinted at him and by the time he turned round Keita was just on him and he, he shit his pants <laughs> and, uh, he, I don't think he well he might have literally shat his pants I don't know um, but Keita got in there, it deflected to Salah, and then he just made a lovely little run forward. Salah put him in and just yeah. popped it in the corner. And it's it's just, it's such an indication of how far Keita has come over the last couple he of had an, He had a really positive game today as well, you know? He really did. He really, really did. And it's, it couldn't have come at a better time. You know, this this is where the crunch really comes and people have criticised this Liverpool midfield for not having enough creativity and, and spark. Apparently um, it was Stankovic, according to Gags, who got pressed for the goal. Ah, right. Gags, okay. Gags with the names and the details. He stank the place out. Uh, <laughs> he just wrote that. I said exactly the same. Oh, no. 
Gags, <laughs> I did not steal that, I promise. <laughs> I know you did it, it was timing. <laughs> oh man, get it. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? Gags perfection in anticipation? Oh, wait, Absolutely. Perfection yeah, in anticipation. Oh, there you man. go. Steve, Steve, well done. Just oh. like BBG. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But um, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, we Man City again all applauded for having all the flair in midfield, you know, De Bruyne, Silva. Uh, well, both silvers, and now all of a sudden we've got Kate this time to hit a bit of form in the midfield with with that bit of flair, and so so nice to see Ox coming coming on as well and showing a bit of spark too. Oh, he almost scored, and you know, like he's just in his face, he was lit up. Andy, I'll come to you. Um, you know, if you want to talk about Naby Kate's goal, just seeing him score, um, three and five, I believe, and yeah, I, I just I, thought I was... he had a really good game. Yeah, we were shouting baby Keith here. <laughs> <laughs> baby Keith, baby Keith, jumping up and down, couldn't believe it. When you watch it back, though, it, it's definitely something that they'd worked on because he waited and he waited until he actually received the ball before he sprinted fully 20 yards. I mean, he he covered some some ground there. That's why I was tweeting gags. We need to find out what, what speed he was running at. I need to find what speed it was at because. Uh, Jesus, he got on him so, so quickly. But there was definitely uh, a pre-planned trap to set there looking at it. So it was it, – and again, you talk about how much he's come on, Naby Keita, and that's Keita fitting into the system uh, and all the work that's going on behind the scenes because, you know, we, of all the things, you know, we were looking – we were talking about uh, the Manchester derby the other night and you see – you see United try and press City for about 10, 15, 20 minutes and they don't know how to do it. It's clear as day that they, they're they not regimented in doing it. And then you see us do it and, it and it is light and day and it is just the difference of 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 having a system like this and having the right people in place to do it. And that goal was just absolute perfection in, in for that. And uh, like the finish as well, yeah, really, really nice. Really nice to see uh, Naby getting the goals now after him being lambasted for so long, you know, and mocked by people that we spent 50-odd million and he's got zero goals and zero assists. Well, he's certainly starting to settle in now. Absolutely, and perfect time as well, just when you need him. And Andy, I'll stick with you. Talk to me about the second goal because I've got a memory like a sieve. When you score too many, I forget them. <laughs> the second goal is all about Virgil, actually, as much yeah. as anything. You know, the, the touch that he does, that he takes it the other side of the attacker, breaks the lines, runs into midfield, completely uh, you know, throws throws out Huddersfield and their structure, ball out to Robertson uh, and and one of many lovely crosses that he hit tonight. Yes. Uh, he was really good, Robertson. And, and that, that cross, that was... Um, that was that was prime Robbo this season. It was beautiful and and a lovely header from Sadio. You know, as we mentioned earlier, he was unlucky not to have a trick of headers. So he, it was uh, it was a really nice goal. But the contribution of Virgil in it, I, I particularly liked. You know, defender with that touch that he's got, so confident, striding into midfield, breaking the lines, and and opening it all up and creating it. I thought it was it was a really nice team goal. Absolutely. And what about you? Um, yeah, to- totally. Yeah. Go on. No, I was just going to say your, your thoughts because I thought Andy Robertson had a really good game. I thought, you know, both full backs, I thought, you know, Trent grew into the game more on 
well, but Andy Robertson actually had a really good game today. Oh, definitely. But um, totally agree with Andy there. The the role that Virgil played in that was just lovely, wasn't it? He's so, so composed on the ball. Um, that The ball came down to him and he did this nice little sw- body swerve. And then the, the whole pitch just opened up and he thought, you know, tell you what, I'll, I'll just run at them. And obviously there was still a lot of work to be done at that point. And it took a pinpoint cross from uh, Robbo actually to set up the goal. But if, if yeah. you notice, Virgil carried on running after making the run and, and, and did actually drag a few defenders, you know, attentions maybe away from Mane. And I think that might have helped then get the space for Mane to score yet another Headed goal, and he's not the tallest as well, people, which is why it makes it better. Well, it it just shows how good his movement is. It, it's it's mm. excellent, you know. You could argue the Huddersfield players could have been a bit closer to him and uh, marked a bit better, but you know they had Virgil to worry about on the other side as well, and he's just so so good at picking out these little spaces, and he knows that Trent and Robbo have got the quality to pick him out as well. So it's. Uh, it's it's a new thing that Mane's kind of seemed to add it to his arsenal this season is is chipping in with headed goals, but it, it, he's he's become really really good at it. So you know, long may that continue. Absolutely, and Sam, I'll stick with you. Mo Salah makes it three nil just to shut everyone up just before half time. He again, he had a really good game. I mean, both of them could have had hat tricks today. Yeah. It, it, those two guys are so so bloody good. I think sometimes we underrate our own players. Um, you know, Salah especially this season. I think he's been terribly underrated. Um, you know, the fact that he's not in the Premier League team of the season. I know it's chosen by the players, but it's it just absolutely shocking to me because the, the, just because he hasn't scored the same amount as he has last season, he's contributed so much to this team, and I think he's been a lot more selfless this season as well and he's done a lot of work in wide areas which has helped Mane get to the goals tally that he has done so um, yeah and the the goal itself I thought the keeper kind of made a bit of an error coming out so quickly because it, it just made Salah's mind up for him and there was just one option for him just to dink it over the top and you know from that kind of range you fully expect Salah to capitalise and, and fair play to him it was a lovely finish Absolutely, absolutely. And Andy, um, I'm going to come. It seems that there's a lot of rivalries going on. We know the fullbacks are in a competition to kind of see who can get the most assists, and they're damn well trying to do everything they can to increase their numbers. And it seems to be the same for Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. It's like oh, you're going to get one, I'm going to score one. Oh, who, which one of us two is going to get a hat trick quick? And of course, it didn't work out for either one of them today. But it's healthy competition. Because they will, they will assist each other as well. But, you know, it's just really good. I thought all four of those were very, very good today. It's, you know, in particular, the attackers. Yeah, I think I think what's good about it is there is definite competition there. I mean, there was the interview afterwards with Andy Robertson. And there is that little bit of friendly competition there between himself and Trent for who can get the most assists. But... I think what's what's really key in all this is them, you know, that competitiveness, that you know, that personal level of competitiveness will be put aside in game situations. Yeah. So if it's nil nil or if it's there's one goal in it, they will happily set the other up. Mm. One once once with three four up, 
then you see situations where like more could have set Sadi up to get a hat trick, but he saw the opportunity, half an opportunity for himself to to maybe get his hat trick, so he went for the shot instead. So you can see, yeah, there is that little bit of rivalry there between them, which is hey, that's great because I think Pep Guardiola mentioned it. You know, we, Liverpool and and uh, Man City are spurring each other on, you know, to to be at the level that they're at. So. If uh, Sadio and uh, Salah can keep spurring each other on at this level, you know, and keep scoring the goals, then that's great for us because um, if they're getting a goal each every game, our defence is uh, pretty damn good. So we should be in a good position for the the few games that we've got left this season. Absolutely. And Sam, uh, we haven't got much time. I'll quickly come to you. We're going to second half. I felt like we were just totally in control, absolutely in control. And of course, you know, the fourth goal goes in. I believe it's Sadio Mane. I'm trying to get yeah. the order right. Yeah, yeah it was. It was yeah. Sadio Mane. It's another another header <laughs> to add to his tally. Um, yeah, was that one a Trent cross that time? Henderson think... cross, wasn't it? it, was a, it was oh, a oh yes, it was Henderson with yeah. the assist. Yeah. Trent, oh, by the way, Henderson had a very good game again today. Yeah, that that was uh, the ball kind of broke to Trent, and Trent just laid it back to Henderson, and he's got that is like a bit of a set move for us now. That that little knock back to Henderson, you know, he's he's crossing from a deeper position than yeah. you, you normally expect, but the. the the attackers are bang on the line every time and it's become really, really hard for other teams to defend and it's become a real weapon for this Liverpool side ever since Henderson's had this little shift back to where I think he plays his best football and, you know, it's such a lovely... I know it was was not as easy a header as, as it looked like on the first time. I thought it was a really good finish with Mane, headed it across goal. And and it's all down to the delivery yet again. And to to see Robbo, Trent and Henderson as well putting in these kinds of crosses, then there's just absolutely no wonder that Manny's making these runs in there because he knows he's going to get a load of chances. Can I add just one little thing on that goal as well? As, as you mentioned, this is a little thing that we do. You know, the ball comes back and then we cross it in at that angle. Defences are taught as soon as that ball's going out that they move up and push out. So it's that point as they're pushing out that we're making them runs. And as you've mentioned, you know, Sadio and uh, and Salah, they're not the tallest, but their speed and their movement, they're getting there at the right time. Yeah. And they don't need to be tall. And this is the thing. It's all about the timing and the movement. It's so good. And that's why we score these goals. It's a joy to behold. Absolutely, it certainly is. And Andy, I'll stick with you. Talk to me about the fourth goal. Mo Salah scores and he does one of his other iconic yoga pauses. <laughs> yeah, just right place, right time. Um, that's it, yeah. His first one, lovely chip. The, his second goal, just right place, right time, getting in there. And that was more like Salah early in the season and certainly yeah. last season, almost in that centre-forward position, just arriving for the cutback. Uh, and, and it was again, Andy Robertson, we, wasn't it, with the cross, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a lovely ball across. But as we mentioned earlier, you know, that, that brief little cameo from, from Shakiri was a positive one. It was nice to see yes. him make that positive contribution. And and it was his pass through. It was a really nice pass through. It was. And so, yeah, it was it, it was it was just, again, another good goal. Us, us, you know, opening teams up with passing and movement. And it's, it, it's just... 
it's just fantastic. I, I really, really enjoy watching simple goals like this because it's the things that we do so well and it's so, so difficult to defend against. And it just tells me we're in such a good place at the moment. Absolutely. And Sam, I'll let you talk about the final goal before we move on. Yeah, I, I think it was the goal of the game. Um, just the... It's something I've wanted us to be doing more of quite a long time. You know, the, it's something that Man City have become really, really good at, which is kind of getting in behind on the uh, on the wide areas and cutting back in for a tap in. And it was, as you said, it was all down to that brilliant ball by Shakiri. Uh, but again, Robbo shows such composure in that position. It's so easy to just hammer it across goal aimlessly and and just hope someone gets a deflection. But he just. Picks out Salah perfectly, and it's it's a lovely, nice and easy tap in. So yeah, happy, happy days. No, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, I thought it was a good build up of play. I think the one that should have been a goal that was was I think it was in the first half, and I think Jordan Henderson plays the ball to Sadio Mane, but he just plays ever so slightly behind him if it was forward, and then he puts it across, and Salah just kind of slightly misses it. And then it comes back and um, Mane is running onto it and Henderson shoots. And I just thought if if the pass was just a little bit more perfect to Sadio Mane, that would have been a goal. And that would have been a really nice team goal. Do you guys remember it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, on, unfortunately, man. it was on Henderson's left foot, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, that was it. It was just slightly, slightly more to it the It was angle. like, just like literally one touch quick football. And I just yeah. thought if that, had, if we'd score that, that would have been a gorgeous team goal. But like we had so many, we had so many chances, uh, you know, like you've said, um, Sadio Mane could have had a hat trick. Um, Mosala could have had a hat trick. Um, of course, Daniel Sturridge scored an offside goal. Ox came in and, you know, got involved in the action straight away and just laughed and, you know, seemed really happy to be in, in the mix with things. But guys, um, any final thoughts from this game that you want to share before we kind of move on to man of the match? Um, Andy, I'll come to you first. Any, anything that you want to kind of highlight? Um, I, th- I think the, the only, the only downers, if you, if you could put them that way would be, that Lovren did look really, really rusty. Yeah, and, and Sturridge, yeah, wasn't quite on it. But on the positives, two other players who have not had much game time, uh, Bin Shakiri came on, did look sharp, he did look lively, he looked positive, and Ox, when he came on, that is a massive, massive positive and a great yes. feel-good moment. He's been out a year and his touch was, was exceptional. It, it, his touch was so sharp, it was... It was just fantastic, and, and and if he can still have a few minutes here and there, it's great that we'll have him hopefully fully fit and firing ready for next season. Absolutely, absolutely. And it was around about this time where he went off injured again, as well against Roma. So yeah, it's just great to have him back. You know, could he be involved in the semi-finals? We'll have to wait and see. And what about yourself, Sam? Um, you know, your last final, you know, takeaways from this game. Anything you'd like to share? You know what? Liverpool scored five goals in that game and the biggest smile on my face the whole game was when Oxlade-Chamberlain came on the pitch. Yeah, I, I was grinning from year to year and I didn't expect myself to have such a reaction, but I think it's just it just goes to show how loved he is at the club. You know, not, it, it doesn't half help that when he does his little YouTube videos, you know, revealing the new kit and he shows he's a real character and he seems yeah. like a really, really top bloke. But um, I was just so happy to see him on. I think it's it's a part that our midfield does lack on occasion, which is 
running with the ball with the exceptional acceleration that he seems to have. So I, I was just just wanted to touch on that, really, just the fact that it was so, so nice to see him on the pitch. And I jumped out of my seat when he when he nearly scored that goal. He kind of fluffed his lines at the end a little bit. But, you know, it, it, it did kind of fill me with a bit of joy. And I know Gags is, you know, he, he predicted um, with, the, with the few of the guys, we had Brundish and a few other experts talking about his injury. And, and they knew that he wasn't going to be ready for pretty much the entire season this year. So to see him on the pitch at all, after all he's been through, and still to look really sharp was, was just joyful. Couldn't agree more. Definitely need him. I think for me, my takeaway or the last thing I want to say about this game before we move on to man the match was, I don't know what was going on in the second half, but was there a dead pigeon on the pitch? Because I couldn't concentrate after that. And I was like, has somebody moved it? Have they moved it? Is it a shin pad? What is it? It was freaking me out. I found it really inhumane. If it was a pigeon, it was there for ages. That bothered me a lot. Not, not sure what it was, but I had seen that apparently it wasn't a pigeon. Thank God, because I just thought that is so inhumane that they're just playing around it, and I just I couldn't I couldn't concentrate. Oh God, that really bothered me. So I'm glad it's not a pigeon. Okay, so now that's off my chest, and I can feel better now, and I can sleep a little better. Your man of the match, people. I mean, there's been some great shots. I think Sky Sports give it to Andy Robertson, but you know, so many guys had um you know very good games. So um, Andy, I'll come to you first. Who's your man of the match? Well, at first, I'd say I thought Naby had a really good yes. game and Moore and Sadio both had really good games. But I would have to agree, actually, and go for Andy Robertson. Mm-hmm. I thought just all game, he, yeah. he just up and down, up and down. And it was it was like, it was prime Andy Robertson again. And I know it was only Huddersfield and they're not very good. It's a great confidence I, builder before Barcelona. Yeah, but he was, he was very good, so... Mm. Yeah, I, it's a difficult one though because there was some really good performances. Yeah. So, but I'd, I'd have him just edging them them out. Yeah, I'm glad you kind of mentioned Naby Keita in there as well because I thought he had a very good game. No, Andy Robertson is a great shout. Um, what about yourself, Sam? Yeah, t- totally agree. Uh, regards to Keita, I thought he was excellent today. Uh, you know, he was definitely in the mix for man of the match. Um, I thought Robbo and Trent, you know, really did a good job for us today, especially Robbo. Uh, Mane, so, so unlucky not to get a hat-trick of headers when he hit the post. But personally, I, I still think Mo Salah was, was our biggest threat on the day. That's my personal opinion. Uh, again, he could easily have had a hat-trick himself. But I just thought the last 20 minutes especially, he really did turn it on. And you could just see some sort of switch had been turned and he he. he, he sensed blood and and he really really could have you know contributed to the score even more I just thought he was electric again and the fact that he's been so criminally underrated this season by a lot of the media uh, I just think it's it's worth pointing out just how good that guy is and I think he's the man of the match today fair enough okay so I think I am going to also give it to um, Mo Salah because I felt like he created a lot of space. I felt like he really did 
make it uncomfortable for that Huddersfield defence. And I felt like he had a lot of joy. And he could have scored some worldy goals today as well. So I am going to give it to Mo Salah for those reasons as well. Andy Robertson's a great shout. <clears throat> I thought Sadio, um, I thought Sadio Mane was incredible as well. I think Naby Keita just completely bossed the midfield. I thought he was absolutely incredible. And it's great to see him in that kind of form. Let us know who your man of the match is. Let us know. I want to thank our callers for calling in. Really appreciate it. A massive shout out to these two. But before I let them go, some plugs. Sam, I'll come to you. I'm sure you got something to plug. Are you there, Sam? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, I'm still on mute there. Just classic way to end the, end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, before I give the, the plug, um, it's been 29 years, right, since we last won the league title. Let's not give it up just yet, eh? You know, we're, we're right in the mix here, guys. We've got two games left. And, you know, keep the faith. Keep supporting the team. But it just push us to win those last two games. And you just never know what might happen. Um, regards to plugs, uh, I think Andy might be giving a very similar plug. Um, we, we recorded the uh, preview show for the Champions League first leg. Um, so that'll be out shortly. So just keep an eye out for that one. Yep, absolutely. I edited that one and I think it should be out tomorrow at some point. And Andy, what about yourself? Um, I'm sure you've got lots of things going on anyway. It's the end of the month. I'm sure you've got another Reds review and things. So please share some plugs with us. Yeah, as, as Sam mentioned there, there, there is the uh, the Champions League preview podcast coming out, previewing the uh, the, fir- the semi-final first leg away at Barcelona. So plenty to, to get excited about, plenty to talk about on that one. So do give that one a listen. And then through the week, there will be the Reds review coming out with myself and Guy, looking back on everything that has uh, transpired over April and looking ahead to what May will hold in store. So that'll be out beginning of the week. So, uh, yeah, please do look out for that one as well. Amazing stuff. Yeah, do check out them podcasts. They're incredible. Loads of good stuff on the free side. Amazing stuff on the AI Pro side as well. I'm sure they'll be an under pressure. Jan Malby will be back. They'll be scouted for Barcelona. And um, there's a probably a post-match role podcast being recorded right now. And for my part, Euro Incision will be back. It's like a lucky term for Liverpool and the Reds in Europe. Um, I might have a special guest as well. Obviously, I always have awesome guests on that show. So, yep, keep it locked on AI Pro. All you got to do is uh, to join. There's a seven-day free trial. It's www.anfieldindex.com forward slash join seven day free trial check out the content you're gonna absolutely love it so yep that's everything from me thank you so much for listening and i will be back post newcastle oh my god the finish line is so close but thank you for listening take care and up the reds Podcast Network.